20 minutes a day, 365 days a year. This is the Pack a Day Podcast. What's going on, everybody? Welcome into an all new episode of the Pack a Day Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Herman. You can follow me on Twitter at Andy Herman NFL. Thanks so much for being here today. If this is your first time checking out the Pack a Day Podcast, Thanks so much for doing so. Make sure to hit that subscribe button. For those of you returning, always appreciate your support. Today, we're going to be talking about a topic that everyone loves to discuss and talk about, and that is Aaron Rodgers. And I know everyone will probably be looking at this being like either A, like, can we just be done with Aaron Rodgers or B, this is clickbait or whatever. The truth is I hate having these conversations and these talks because talking about Aaron Rodgers is akin to a political conversation. The Houses are so far divided that you can't make anyone happy with these type of discussions. But what I'm asking you today is to try to keep an open mind. I promise you, I am not trying to take sides here. I'm not trying to offend anyone. Just want to have a open conversation as what I have sort of observed and seen from this Packers trade so far, what it's meant for both the Jets and the Packers and why ultimately I think Green Bay was still extremely smart to do the trade. And I don't think this sort of nightmare of a Packers season that we've been seeing so far justifies the idea that, oh, Green Bay should have just kept Aaron Rodgers in any way, shape, or form. But let's get to all of that in just a moment. What this is not, and I want to be very clear on what this conversation is not before we begin, this is not a conversation of, oh, well, Green Bay should have traded him sooner, if anything. There's an argument to be made there. In fact, when the Denver trade, before the Denver trade took place, I was very much in that same boat of that Green Bay, I thought should have maybe traded him a year sooner. And again, that was even before the Russell Wilson trade took place, but it wasn't. And I understand why it wasn't at the time because coming off a MVP season and a NFC championship game performance, those are tough decisions to make. So excuse me, a divisional round uh, performance, those are tough decisions to make. I can understand why they wanted to hang on for another season and see if in 2022, they could run it back one more time. It didn't work. And then they moved on in 2023. But today is not a conversation about, well, they should have actually traded him sooner. Conversation to be had there? Sure. But that's not what today is. This is also not a confirmation of, oh, look, Green Bay did the right thing because Aaron blew out his Achilles in week one. Clearly, Green Bay, obvious winner of this trade. That's not what I'm doing here. Yeah, you could make an argument of like if apples to apples and you know Aaron would have blown out his Achilles in Green Bay too. We just don't know that. And you certainly didn't know it at the time that the trade was being made. The Jets didn't know it. It's just an unfortunate circumstance. It can happen when you're an older player and there is some risk that you take on when taking on a 38 slash 39 year old NFL quarterback who's played a ton. There is some risk there, but this is not that. I'm not just saying, well, clearly he blew out his Achilles. So winner, winner, Green Bay won the trade or anything like that. In fact, this isn't even about who won the trade. It's not about that at all. This is more about just that I think Green Bay was still right to make that trade for a variety of different reasons. This is also not necessarily a commentary on if Aaron Rodgers deserves even more credit now uh, for his past performances based on what we're seeing out of Matt LaFleur and Brian Gutekunst and this entire Packers organization. Or, you know, look at Rodgers carried Green Bay. Conversation to be had there? Absolutely. It definitely looks uh, a little bit like without Aaron Rodgers, the competence of this offense and coaching staff and some of the other things going on in Green Bay don't look very great right now. So if you want to have that conversation, there's going to be a conversation to be had there probably at some point about just how much did Aaron carry those first few Lafleur and Gutekunst years. 
definitely, like I said, a conversation to be had there. That's not what this is today. Same thing with like, well, the power struggle between Brian Gutekunst and Aaron Rodgers. Certainly looking like all the points that Aaron were making were maybe more right than not. Sure, that could be true as well. That's not what we're talking about here either. So let me start by saying this. If we want to have the discussion and the conversation as to whether or not Green Bay would have a better record right now with Aaron Rodgers, I would be willing to bet that they probably would. Assuming that he doesn't you know, blow out his Achilles in Green Bay and it wasn't an apples to apples thing, I think this is a totally different team. You have a veteran-led quarterback. You have one less variable at quarterback. He's probably keeping some veterans with him, whether that's a Mercedes Lewis or an Alan Lazard or a Randall Cobb, how all of those roster decisions would have been made would have been very interesting, but you got to assume that there would have been some veterans that would have came along with Aaron Rodgers in some capacity, and that makes for less variables as well. I could easily see this team beating the Atlanta Falcons in week two, beating the Raiders, beating the Broncos, maybe beating Minnesota, but there's a real clear case that this team could be five and two with Aaron Rodgers and some veteran friends along with them right now. You could argue six and one, I would believe that too. It could easily be worse. It could be a similar sort of record um, just based on some of the issues that we're seeing in Green Bay overall. But yeah, I think there's a strong argument to be made that if Aaron were QB, and that's not an indictment of Jordan or anything like that. Just one of them's a veteran quarterback with a lot less variables surrounding them. You're saying you're probably going to win a few more of those games with Aaron at quarterback. Now, to be fair, Aaron and this similar Packers team were three and six through nine games last year. And if Green Bay beats the Rams this week and then loses next week, they're, guess what? Three and six through nine games. It may not be all that different in the end, but I would probably argue that with this schedule, with this specific team, with a couple of veterans added, with Aaron at QB, I think they clearly probably have a better record. That's my take on it. And so we, we can have that conversation too. That's also overarching, not what this conversation today is about. What this conversation is about is that Green Bay, despite the two and five record, despite Jordan not at least clear and obvious being the answer at this point, despite an offense that in the first half of games is beyond abysmal, despite losing their last four games consecutively, the defense completely struggling, despite all of these things, if anything, I am more reassured that moving Rodgers and trading Rodgers to New York was the right thing to do for a variety of different reasons. Now, in order to really sort of make that a little bit more pronounced and kind of go over why I believe that to be the case, we have to look at why trading Aaron made sense at the time. The biggest thing for me is that the window was closed for Aaron to win a Super Bowl in Green Bay. And I kind of just going back to what I just said, I think you could be talking about a five and two Packers team with Aaron Rodgers, maybe an Alan Lazard, Randall Cobb, Mercedes Lewis on this roster right now. You're five and two, you're competitive and you're talking about Green Bay as a playoff contender. That's easily within the realm of possibility for Aaron and Green Bay. I think all of these issues that we're seeing on the defensive side of things in Green Bay, I think all of the just sort of you know, miscommunications, the penalties, all of the, some of the youth and inexperience that still would have existed on this team, all of these sort of foundational issues, the offensive line, my guess, the offensive line going into this season would have been the exact same. I don't think all of the issues that this offensive line is having right now changes one iota with Aaron Rodgers at quarterback. Aaron, you know, David Bakhtiari probably still goes out after week one, injured for the remainder of this year. 
Maybe they get a little bit more aggressive at the trade deadline. Nobody's trading away talented offensive linemen right now. No offensive linemen were traded at the deadline. So these are things that I think it would have been a competitive team, and but I don't think they're ever opening up that Super Bowl window. I don't think they're competing this year with the Eagles and the 49ers. I don't think they're competing with the Dolphins and the Chiefs and some of the just the best teams in the league right now. I don't think Green Bay with Aaron is in that conversation still. And I don't think there was a way that they is there again. I talked about this when, you know, before the trade went through this year. Can you doctor strange yourself into the, you know, him holding up the number one and saying, hey, there's one solution out there somewhere where you bring back Aaron and you find a way to win a Super Bowl? Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure in a infinite amount of multiverses, there's probably enough things that you could have interwoven to find a way to a Super Bowl. I think the odds were extremely unlikely this year or next year with that team set up the way that it was, with Aaron's contract set up the way that it was. I just full, fully felt and wholeheartedly felt that that window was closed. And I still feel that way. And again, the issues with this Green Bay franchise as a whole right now make me even more convicted that even with Aaron, this there's too many things that are broken in Green Bay right now to make them a Super Bowl contender, even with Rodgers at quarterback in 2023. Number two reason that they moved him, there were huge salary cap implications. Green Bay saved up to $100 million by moving on from Aaron. There was a situation where he played one more year and then retired where it was just, it was an absolute nightmare situation from a salary cap standpoint, like having to nuke so much of this team and just get to a really unhealthy spot from a salary cap standpoint. They're not in a great situation from a salary cap standpoint, but they're much better than they could have been depending on what would have happened with Aaron and how much longer he would have played for. The the salary cap situation was just not great. Now, he ended up taking a much bigger discount playing for New York than what he was going to in playing in Green Bay. I think that kind of tells you what you need to know a little bit as well, which we're going to get to another point in just a moment. But that salary cap situation was brutal and getting off of that was extremely important for the long-term health of of Green Bay. Did it come to fruition this year? No, because they have a huge dead salary cap this year for Aaron, but they took their medicine now and it's going to open up future possibilities and future salary cap money that they will be able to hopefully get uh, to a healthy salary cap standpoint, kind of as Brian mentioned in his press conference, which is going to be extremely important for this young Packers team moving forward, that they do have money to go out and get veterans when they feel like they need to support those hopefully young and up and coming rookies. That's not gone great so far, but you get my point overall. Number three reason they made the trade is because they needed to evaluate Jordan Love. The evaluation, a big incomplete so far. So hard to tell where Jordan is at with so many crazy, chaotic variables surrounding him. Has it been perfect? No. Has it been great? No. Has it been good? Probably not. But you still need that evaluation of him in some capacity. You risked the potential and how likely this potential was, we can have arguments about forever, but you risk the potential of keeping Aaron having to get rid of Jordan or him just walking away as a free agent after this year. And he goes to another team and tears it up for another team. And meanwhile, Aaron eventually retires. Jordan's tearing it up elsewhere. And you find yourself in complete no man's land. You, you really wanted to get that evaluation of Jordan Love. Good, bad, ugly, great, Hall of Fame, you know, backup, whatever that might be. Getting that evaluation still had a ton of value one way or the other, because again, there is always that risk that he goes somewhere else and tears it up if you just let him walk and never give him that opportunity to play in Green Bay. So there was value in that as well. Number four, similarly, 
I think you were reaching a point where it was really difficult to evaluate the rest of this organization while Aaron was on the team. And obviously that's not singularly why you make a move like this, but I do think moving on from Aaron gave you now the opportunity to evaluate, all right, what does Brian Gutekinds look like as a GM without Aaron there? What does Matt LaFleur look like as a play caller and as a head coach without a Hall of Fame quarterback there? What does the rest of this team look like? What? And we're starting to get a real good feel for what that looks like. It doesn't feel great right now, but that evaluation is important. And again, I'm not saying that it's better than just having a quarterback here that can help you win football games. I understand the value in that as well, but there is some value as well in just evaluating some of the things that now we are seeing are a little bit broken, maybe beyond repair in Green Bay and what changes you might need to make that maybe Aaron was just covering up for whether it was with his greatness or just with his veteran ability or with his offensive mind, whatever you want to call it. But I think it's probably fair to say he was covering up some things that were going wrong in Green Bay. At least that's what it seems like so far. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Does anyone else struggle with the seasonal blues? I know for me personally, it's not so much the hustle and bustle or anxiety of the season. It's more of memories of holidays past. Thinking back to times when my kids were younger, when different family members were still around, it can all make me extremely nostalgic for holidays that have come and gone. Now everyone's a little bit different and for a multitude of reasons, this time of season can be a lot. And if that's you too, don't fret. It's natural to feel sadness, anxiety, or stress during the holiday season. I think something that we can easily forget is that therapy can be a bright spot amidst all the stress and chaos. It can be something to look forward to, it can make you feel grounded, and it can give you the tools that you need to manage everything that's going on in your life. I've personally benefited from therapy in the past. I'm sure I'm going to benefit from therapy again in the future. I've learned to take a deep breath and enjoy the moments that are happening in the here and the now, and I try to slow down in those crazy busy moments that are sure to exist this holiday season. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give better help a try. It's entirely online, extremely convenient, and can be suited to your unique schedule. Find your bright spot this season with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash packaday to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash packaday. Cue the dramatic music. We have a public service announcement. It's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's the most revolutionary ball trimmer the world has ever seen. Gentlemen, our friends over at Manscaped have been working night and day to bring you a below-the-waist grooming experience like none other with their brand new performance package 5.0 Ultra. Featuring the Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra, we're talking about a next-generation trimmer with interchangeable blade heads for whatever shave your mind can imagine. Upgrade your grooming game to the Ultrasphere this year by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with code PACKADAY. High-tech for low places, Manscaped. Personally, Manscaped is my go-to for all of my grooming needs. Manscaped has some crazy technology that helps prevent nicks, cuts, snags, and tugs in all those ultra-sensitive places. I also personally recommend the Crop Soother Aftershave Lotion that just makes the entire experience so much better. In an area that you have to have trust, I trust Manscaped, and you should too. Right now, you can get 20% off plus free shipping with the code PACKADAY at manscaped.com. That's 20 percent off plus free shipping with code packaday at manscaped.com. I can promise you've never seen a ball trimmer look like a spaceship, so get yours today from our folks over at Manscaped. Hey there. I'm sure you've heard a ton about daily fantasy sports, but I'm here to tell you that you've never experienced anything quite like prize picks. 
With basketball season here, you can now pick combo projections across football and basketball from the Specials League, a league created specifically for combo projections that includes two or more players from different sports or leagues. For example, LeBron James plus Travis Kelsey at a 10.5 combo of three points made plus receptions. Even more fun yet? Do you want to play alongside some of Prize Picks' favorite players like rapper Meek Mill and comedian Andrew Schultz? You can now find community plays under the promos tab of the app to view entries from some of the biggest names in the Prize Picks community each week. I've had so much fun making Prize Picks a part of my daily fantasy sports routine. They cover all of my favorite sports, have a ton of variety and different options to choose from, and the player choices are immense. I even had a fun J.K. Scott selection the other day for the Chargers game. I recently had a big win on Saturday morning in a London game, and it just made the viewing experience so much more enjoyable. It's fun, it's exciting, it's easy, and there's a level of creativity and uniqueness about it that I really, really enjoy. So go to prizepicks.com slash packaday and use code packaday for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash packaday using code packaday for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Number five reason is the trade of Aaron had the potential and opportunity to really kickstart your rebuild in Green Bay. And how much they got in return for him is now unfortunately less because he didn't play enough snaps and they're not going to get a first round pick for him in return next year. They still were able to move up to get LVN. Their evaluation and draft choice of LVN can be debated on another day, but that allowed them to move up to get LVN. I do think LVN would have been off the board if they stayed where they were for better or worse. It allowed them another second round pick where they were able to get Luke Musgrave in the second round. That is a important pick from the, the Jets. I, I think it was Musgrave. If it was Jaden Reed. I apologize for transposing those. I think it was the Musgrave one. Don't quote me on it, but I'm, I'm pretty sure it was the Musgrave one. Um, but it gets them an extra second round pick that either one of those, whether it's Musgrave or Reed, allowed them to get another talented playmaker on offense, not fully developed yet, but somebody that you could see turning into a big time threat long-term. And it gets you another top tier second round pick, probably top 50-ish pick in next year's draft that they'll have some assets. Those are assets that are all gone if you do not trade Aaron. And the idea at the time was that those assets would help you kickstart this rebuild in Green Bay. Number six is it was very clearly no longer a happy marriage in Green Bay. This has a totally different tenor and tone if Aaron was extremely happy in Green Bay. He's like, man, this is where I want to be. I'm super pumped. I'm going to take that discount that I took in New York and Green Bay. Super happy with Goody and Matt LaFleur and everything's just awesome. That was clearly not the case. Aaron wasn't even sure that he wanted to come back. More on that in just a moment. There was clearly some angst and frustration and again, maybe rightfully so from Aaron Rodgers and his side of things, but it wasn't a happy marriage in Green Bay. And you could immediately tell how happy he was once he got to New York. So this was something that divorce, if you want to call it that, was still probably better for all sides. Now, the hope was, the hope, and I said this, I don't know, a million times in the off season, the hope was that Aaron would go to New York. Aaron would thrive and be happy and enjoy his time in New York. The Jets would win from the trade because they get a win now quarterback that opens up a legitimate Super Bowl window for them. And Green Bay is able to kickstart their rebuild with all of these assets. And it's a win for all three. Unfortunately, Rodgers tears his Achilles. It looked like he was going to be very happy. It's a lost season for him. Now he may come back at some point this year. We'll see if that can actually be a thing that happens or not. 
The Jets are hanging in there for the time being, but clearly not getting the full ROI on their side of the deal because of the injury. And Green Bay has been two and five and floundering and suffering and struggling without Aaron so far. So I'm not saying any of it's gone great, but that was a part of the idea going in is that maybe all three sides of this can end up working out, but it was no longer a happy marriage in Green Bay. Number seven, I'm not saying this as a in hindsight sort of thing, but there was a injury risk for a 39-year-old quarterback who had played a lot of football and getting younger assets and moving up in the first round and a second round pick and a second that could have turned into a first for a aging player that was nearing the end of his career there is always some injury risk. And that same Achilles injury that happened in New York could have happened in Green Bay. And again, I'm not using that as a justifiable thing in hindsight. I said that beforehand that there is risk with a player of that age and going out and suffering an injury. And Aaron had had some injury issues in the past. So there was some risk there too. So moving on prior to him having an injury and maybe either just suffering that, maybe having to retire or maybe just taking some of his trade value or whatever it might be, there was risk there involved too, which is why Green Bay moved on ahead of time, at least one of the at least small reasons that they did so. Number eight is there were some signs of decline, especially in that last season. Once again, we can have the conversation of how much of that was Aaron's decline and how much of that was the decline of things around him, as we're seeing now in Green Bay. Fair conversation, totally fair conversation, but even just Aaron and his mobility and his arm weren't quite the same as they were a handful of years ago. That goes into the equation as well. Number nine is which players would you have had to bring along for the ride? I know we can talk about the Mercedes Lewis's and the Randall Cobb. Mercedes Lewis is not doing anything in Chicago. Randall Cobb was a healthy and active last week. For, I think it was last week for the Jets. Alan Lazard, not, now I know he's got Zach Wilson at quarterback, but not exactly tearing it up for New York. The, the, you would have maybe had to bring some of those guys with just because Aaron would have required it for him to stay in Green Bay and be happy. And I think some of those deals may not have aged well either. Meanwhile, you're taking snaps away from younger players who desperately need them in order to develop. That was a factor in this. Number 10, kind of going back with the window being closed, but 2022 felt like a real last dance. They borrowed a bunch of money from future salary caps, which they're paying for now, in order to keep that team alive for one more year in 2022. And they couldn't make the playoffs in that season, even had the opportunity to win that last game against the Detroit team that had nothing more to play for just to get in the dance, not even to necessarily win playoff games or get to a Super Bowl, just to get in the playoffs. And they couldn't win that final game. They couldn't you know, muster a winning record in 2022. It probably wasn't going to get better from there not without a significant overhaul and all of these opportunities to evaluate all the other things that you had in your franchise and on the team. That was an important aspect of this as well. Number 11, Rogers flip-flopping on his retirement stances. He even said going into the, you know, the darkness retreat that he was pretty much convinced that he was going to retire. Then he said, what, 95% sure he was going to retire? That would have made this all um, like a moot point anyway, but just that stance in Green Bay not knowing anymore of like, is, is he going to play? Is he not going to play? If he does play, is he even going to be happy? Does he even really want to play? That played into this as well. And then 12, and we kind of mentioned this, but does Rodgers even want to be a Packer at the time? You couldn't tell. And again, going back to that happy marriage, it was no longer a happy marriage with quarterback in front office and coach in Green Bay. And when you have that, a lot of times that can poison things from within and make things even harder for a franchise to kind of get over the hump and open up another window and those sort of things. And I'll 
as I kind of wrap up this portion of it and saying all those things that were important as to why Green Bay traded him at the time, I this is my exact quote that I said in my video uh, prior to a Rodgers trade. I said, quote, trading Rodgers could end up awful, but not trading Rodgers could end up even worse. I want to, I'll say that one more time. Quote, trading Rodgers could end up awful. Kind of seeing that a little bit right now. It's not, it's not going great in Green Bay, but not trading Rodgers could end up worse. What I mean by that is it might be five and two right now. Things probably seem a lot better in Green Bay, I, I think. Do I know that for sure? No. And maybe some love and anti-Rodgers people are saying it's the exact opposite. Things would have been terrible and worse and whatever. Maybe. Again, those are all things we just don't know. But I think there's an argument to be made that they're probably better. But I do think that there's the potential that they're maybe five and two, but it's again, kind of the lipstick on the pig sort of thing. It's covering for a lot of things that are bubbling up underneath and just aren't good enough. And you end up maybe they're falling apart as you get to the you know harder part of the schedule or losing in the divisional round again. And then it just sets the entire process back and you end up going through what Green Bay is going through right now in 2025 or 2026. And it sets the entire process back by a couple of years with nothing to show for it in the interim by keeping them around a little bit longer. And the majority of all the things that we went over have not changed. I still think the window is closed. And again, I'm more convicted in that because of what's going on in Green Bay right now. The salary cap implications would have been massive for Green Bay. They would not have been able to evaluate Jordan Love. They needed to you know, evaluate the rest of the organization, which we are seeing that evaluation now. They were able to get assets to hopefully help this kickstart. It hasn't been, again, going great, but they've got some additional assets because of the trade. Like a lot of this stuff, there had, you know, been, you know, there there was the injury risk and he does end up getting injured. All these things, a lot of them did not change. And you could see, again, how happy Aaron was when he went to New York and there was, it felt like the whole world was lifted off of him. And again, that's a commentary on maybe Green Bay too, but it just was time. It was time for everyone involved. And I still feel very convicted in that, even with what Green Bay is going through right now. Again, I'll say one more time. If anything, I think Roger's absence has shown that this is a broken team in Green Bay and one player or one player and a couple veterans that aren't going to you know, set the world on fire probably are not fixing everything here in Green Bay. I Yes, record probably better, but I don't think there's any realistic path to a Super Bowl in Green Bay in 2023, even if Rodgers came back. So there are, as I kind of mentioned at the onset, these fair conversations to have. Looking back, were Rodgers' issues with the front office maybe a little bit more understandable? Sure. Conversation to be had there. Was his frustration with how the offense was being run maybe a little bit more understandable with the benefit of hindsight? Yeah. Fair conversation to have. Was his desire to add more veterans and simplify the offense a little bit more understandable with what we're seeing with Green Bay's offense right now? Yeah, probably a little bit more understandable. You can probably see it a little bit better through Aaron Rodgers' eyes with what's going on in Green Bay right now. I One of my biggest disappointments on this season is I really wanted to see what happened with Aaron in New York because I think that's part of the evaluation as well. If Aaron went to New York and had an MVP season, like, all right, that's not a great sign for Green Bay. If Aaron went to New York and was terrible this year, like, all right, well, then maybe it wasn't just Aaron. Maybe just things were broken with Aaron and Green Bay. We don't know, but we're missing that whole side of the equation because he went out with the Achilles. But the way things are going in Green Bay without Aaron, 
not a great sign. And again, a, a indicator that maybe Aaron was right on a lot of his sides of things. All of those fair conversations, but none of that, in my opinion, changes the fact that it was time to move on from Aaron. There was no longer a window open in Green Bay. It was in the best interest of everyone to do it. Now, Matt LaFleur might disagree with that, with how his uh, you know job security is not quite what it once was. I've said for a very long time, easy for me to sit in this chair and say, hey, trade Aaron. And a lot different for the people in the organization that lose a whole heck of a lot of job security that comes with hitching their wagon to number 12 when he gets you seven, eight wins basically by default in any given season. So I get that, understand it. But it still to me is very clear more now than ever that it was time to move on and there was no longer a window open in Green Bay for all the reasons that we went over in today's conversation. So my final thoughts on this is this is ugly right now in Green Bay, and it's going to take a lot of time in all likelihood for this to get better. Can things change? Yeah, winds change fast in the NFL. Winds, not winds, W-I-N-S, winds, W-I-N-D-S, change fast in the NFL. And all of a sudden, one team can be, look at San Francisco, lose three in a row out of freaking nowhere, right? And Denver is you know allowing 70 points to Miami one week. They're now on a winning streak. Things can change quickly to some extent in the NFL. Where Green Bay's at right now, I think it's going to take time, effort, and energy and to really get this trending in the right direction. And who's all along for that ride long-term to see that through, we will remain to be seen. But how I would argue this like ultimately ended up is Rodgers would have helped this a lot of, maybe a lot of the things that are going on right now and maybe righted the ship for a little bit, but would it, it would have ended up in the same sort of disappointing, just missing the playoffs or losing in the first round of the playoffs, having another heartbreaking loss. And it would have set everything. And that's probably a best case scenario. And it would have set everything back a year or two or three in, tar- in starting to get this thing built up and a foundation rebuilt. And I think the evaluation of what you're getting of where this front office and coaching staff and quarterback and all these things are, is extremely important to either evaluating what's going wrong or building a new foundation entirely, but there were clearly cracks. And to me, Aaron in and of himself cannot or could not have fixed those cracks just by being in Green Bay for another season or two. It would have delayed the inevitable. This was going to happen eventually, and it just would have delayed that by a year or two. Many people might just miss watching Aaron play in Green Bay. Totally get it. Totally understand it. And if your prerogative is like, what if if I could have just gotten you know a year or two more of Aaron and Green Bay, regardless of record or anything else, I would have taken that and just watched two years of Aaron playing Green Bay over what I'm seeing in Green Bay right now. Understood, get it, totally understand it. As a like long term approach thinker of this and like more of a, um, I, you know, taking five steps back and looking at the, the again just kind of the long term and everything. For me, it's a lot more obvious that the, the trade was the right thing to do. Again, if, if your prerogative is, hey, I would have liked to have just watched this team be competitive again for a couple of years, even if it ends in a heartbreaking playoff loss. Again, that's better than what I'm seeing in Green Bay right now. I'll say it one more time. Totally get it. Totally understand it. Totally a fair viewpoint to have. Not everyone has to look at this from a long-term point of view and a long-term perspective. Totally understand that and respect that side of things. But all the reasons that we went over and mentioned today and all the reasons that it made sense to trade Aaron at the time are... It's the same reasons that it makes sense to me today that it still made sense to move on. And if anything, this gave me a greater conviction that moving on from Aaron when they did was the right move. 
It's just coming with a lot, a lot of growing pains that I think a lot of people, Goody included in his press conference today, I don't think thought it was going to be quite this bad going in this direction. That is going to do it for me today. Can't wait to read the comments. I'll see you guys soon. Uh, of course, if you have not yet checked out Packaday Podcast memberships, please make sure to do so. Um, always appreciate you guys checking this out every day. Shout out to our Hall of Fame and All Pro members PJ Wayne, John Wilde, Shea Broaddad, Arnaldo Espinoza, Jennifer Wright, Boom Handle, Lori Lord, and Donald Lee. I'll see you guys tomorrow. But until next time, and as always, go Pack Go. Thank you.